0: The Torah tells us that anything that's chametz, or chametz, to say it correctly, one should not eat over Pesach, and we know we do not eat chametz on Pesach. The question is, what exactly is chametz? What should I be concerned for? So this question has many ramifications. For example, of course one is not allowed to eat chametz on Pesach, but not only that, one is not allowed to own chametz on Pesach. So if you have let's say, play-doh, which is a very interesting question, if that is considered edible. Let's assume it's not. But let's say you had uh, a toy or play-doh that contained chametz. So not only is there an isser, a prohibition of eating it on Pesach, even if you're not going to eat it, one cannot own chametz on Pesach. So it's very important to know what exactly is chametz. What are we looking for? Would cologne that has alcohol made in France, would that be considered chametz? So there are many different questions that we will address as we go through these shiram. So for now, I just want to define what exactly chametz is. We'll do this in two different shiram. The first year we will discuss the basic understanding of chametz, the obvious ingredients that a person should look for. And then nec- in the next year, we'll get into some of the more complicated, more complex uh, chametz applications. We'll talk about flavors and other not so obvious chametz issues, which essentially require that a person needs to, to only purchase food, especially processed food that have uh, hashgacha for Pesach, and we'll see what ingredients are problematic and which ones uh, are not. So the Torah doesn't tell us what exactly chametz is. It says, Kom achmetes. However, the Gemara says that we know the Torah says lechem, bread, and that's by matzah, and we know that uh, anything that, that uh, could be used for matzah has this risk that it might, that it might be chametz, and therefore we know that the five grains that can become chametz, the five grains that if fermented, if uh, if you have a dough and you allow the dough to rise, they could become chametz, they could ferment into a bread, those five grains are kosher for matzah, and those five grains are the only grains that have the iser of Chamed. Now these are known as the Chameshes mini the five primary grains in Halacha. It comes up in many different parts of Halacha, for example, Pirchas HaMazon, a person would only wash and bench on bread that contains one of these five grains, one of the Chameshes Mine You He would not wash and bench on rice bread, on cornbread, only if it contains one of the Chameshes Mine Dagon, which, which are wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye. Another application, would be the halachas of chadash that minatayra a person is not allowed to eat from the new crop until after un- until uh, the next year Pesach. Basically, we went we had a whole series of shurim on chadash. You can look back on the twelve minute halacha podcast. We had a uh, half a dozen or so shurim on chadash, but it, it only applies to these primary grains. Halachas of chal, One only has a chiva or a when it's lechem. And lechem is only one of these five reigns. And of course, many other halachas that have to do with pas, let's say pas Yisrael, the birchas hamaytzi, all have to do with this concept of chameshes minedagan. So let's analyze wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye. Let's see where they come up in our, uh, our kitchen, the food that we eat, and we'll see what exactly would be an issue of chametz. So I just want to point out, chametz is only when Water or other moisture was added to this to the grain to the to the the starch and it starts fermenting We know we have a cutoff of 18 minutes when making matzah, but the point is anytime you see Grain any one of these five grains in a on an ingredient panel or being used We should assume that there was moisture involved in the process and unless it's kosher or Pesach matzah or matzah meal then you should assume that it is indeed chametz. So let's see, let's look at wheat. Chitim wheat. Where does wheat come? Uh, where, where do we see wheat uh, in food? So your obvious picks would be bread, cookies, crackers, pizza, pretzels, pasta, flour. Even flour is uh, tempered. And there's a, a serious question if the wheat kernels are treated with water. Is would that make it chametz and therefore a person should consider wheat flour to be, uh, to be chametz. You have questions of uh, sourdough. Many people make sourdough bread. So sourdough is technically uh, not chametz, it's sa'ar. Sa'ar is the uh, sourdough, but halakhali has the same status as chametz. The Torah says one cannot eat chametz, one cannot eat sa'ar, and therefore even though it's not edible, it's only being used as a starter for future sourdough breads. That sourdough starter is sa'ar. A person cannot own that on Pesach. You'd obviously have to sell it. If you're a, uh, if you're a sourdough uh, Instagram chef, you would have to sell that sourdough starter because that is called sa'ar. Another example of where, where uh, wheat would come into food would be pet food. We spoke about Play-Doh. That's a good question if Play-Doh is considered, uh, considered edible. But Play-Doh uh, contains dough, contains a wheat depending on the brand, so if you hold it's somewhat edible, then you would have to uh, get rid of it before Pesach. French fries often contain flour in the coating, onion rings, Uh, you could have breaded cauliflower, breaded broccoli, anything like that would obviously contain wheat flour. Even your chicken nuggets and fish sticks very often contain uh, wheat flour. Another example would be soy sauce. Soy sauce often contains wheat. If you speak to anyone that is on a gluten-free diet, or they, they suffer from celiac, so they know, they have to look into different uh, different foods to make sure that they don't contain wheat. So soy sauce, there are different brands of soy sauce. Some of them are actually kosher of Some of them contain wheat, and some just don't have hashkoch But the ones that contain wheat would obviously be chametz. That's regarding wheat. Barley isn't so common to, to be found in uh, regular food. We're going to talk about uh, different enzymes in next week's year, but from a basic level, you don't really see barley too often. Even pearled barley that's in a bag, unless there was water uh, added to it, those are not chametz. You do not you do not have to sell those uh, you know, before Pesach. Obviously, if you're cooking on Pesach, you're actually making hummets, so don't do that. But you'll keep it in your, uh, in your pantry. You do not need to get rid of the barley. There is a product on the market called barley milk that would obviously be hummets, Not such a common product, but if you do see that that obviously should be avoided and are not owned on Pesach. Spelled flour, rye flour, so depending on how it's treated, typically there is no water uh, used in, in the process. But um, just in case, a person should just get rid of it. You should not have barley, uh, or, or, or rye flour or spelt flour and any bread or anything that contains rye flour would obviously be an issue of chametz. What about oats? So the classic issue would be oatmeal or even just oats in its container, uh, those oats are steamed. So those are 100% chametz. There are many gluten-free products where people uh, think, oh, if it's gluten-free, it's for sure hummets free and that's not true because oats can be grown to be gluten-free, yet those are 100% hummets, and therefore it could be gluten-free, yet it could be 100% hummets. So gluten-free products should not be assumed to be uh, chametz-free. Many rice cereals contain oat flakes, or oat flour, so that would be a concern. Additionally, there's a, a very common uh, product on the market called the non-dairy creamers, and many of the non-dairy creamers contain oat milk, so that, that is 100% chametz. Oat milk is 100% chametz, and a person should not uh, drink that on Pesach and should not own that on Pesach, those products are 100% chametz. So we're gonna talk about, in the next year, how this oat, oat milk or creamer has changed some of the equipment issues that we've had over the years, and or equipment assumptions we've had over the years, and uh, many products can no longer be recommended because they are made in the same facility that they make oat milk, and what well, used to be a chametz-free facility is now 100% chametz facility. So interestingly, how the oat milk uh, market has changed some of the uh, some of the recommendations regarding Pesach. So these are the that's the, this is the basic overview of how chametz can be found in your everyday foods. So, Mr. in the next year, we'll discuss, we'll take a deeper dive and discuss where chametz comes up, even when it's not so obvious on the ingredient panel that a person would have to be concerned for chametz in their food.